Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Can't forget that, right? Well, from our gospel text uh, from St. John chapter 20, um, many things come to mind. Many things are happening in this text. Chronologically, this is a good text to be read on this Sunday, one week after we uh, have the celebration of the, the, the resurrection of our Lord, it's appropriate because this touches on that first Easter Sunday, that night, and then eight days after that, one week later, with Thomas. And the scene with Thomas, everybody knows, right? Doubting Thomas. And some people look at this and they say, no, 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 don't talk about how he's doubting. Talk about how he believes. That's true. But we can't just brush over the fact that he did deny Christ in some form or fashion, right? That he did say when he heard that his friends, the 12 the actually the 11, right? Or the 10 came and said, We have seen, we have seen the Lord. And he says, I won't believe it. It's one thing to say, I can't believe it. It's too good to be true. It's another thing entirely to say, I will not believe unless I can do these things, unless God meets my demand. Unless God comes and does what I want him to do for me to believe. That's the problem. Now, I don't think that Thomas is resting in heaven, smacking his head continually when he's like, ah, I can't believe. I can't believe I didn't believe, right? On some level, he probably sees this and he doesn't cringe but he probably gives thanks that Christ did not show indifference to him, that Christ was patient with him, that his brothers in the faith were patient. Now, we don't know exactly the timeline between when, uh, the, when the disciples came to him and when he was with them, when Jesus showed himself to them again. We don't know if they kept pestering him. No, you got to come. You got to come. I like to think that, right? That it's too good to let someone just slip away, right? It's too good of a gift of God that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. It's too good of a thing to let anyone just sleep on. Now, recently I've been looking at these texts and kind of having us see ourselves within these texts, to see ourselves in Thomas, that sometimes we can find ourselves saying, God, I just cannot believe that you would let me suffer this way. God, if you really love me, then do this, right? But in other ways... 
we kind of fail to be like the 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 <clears throat> we fail to be like like the 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 disciples that when we see someone who has not come to the gathering someone who has not come to church some who someone who is conspicuously absent that we just let them go we don't say anything we don't want to bother them we would rather just let them figure it out on their own or or Maybe they got something going on. Sometimes that's true. But I think it's very interesting. And, and you know, I'm not going to get on the people who are here, but it is kind of interesting that the Sunday after, the big Sunday of Easter, attendance is a little smaller. <laughs> Just a little bit, right? And that's for a lot of different reasons. People come in from out of town. People are sick. They're in the hospital, something like that. They can't get a ride, what have you. But it is, I think, uh, an interesting choice for the Sunday after Easter that this text was chosen. Maybe it's for us who are still here. Maybe it's for us who come and we hear, you know what? There's someone that's in my life that's just like Thomas. That at one point in time showed that he or she believed in Christ, but now, due to certain, certain times in their life, certain thoughts in their heart, they're finding themselves like Thomas, saying, I won't believe unless God meets my demands. So all the more, we who are here, who are gathered, should go to them and say, we've seen the Lord. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. All the more, we cannot let them just slip away. Christ didn't do that. Now, we are not perfect like our Lord, but the disciples were like him in that they wanted Thomas to know the great message of peace. They wanted him to know so badly that he gave in to their demands, well, to their encouragements, really to come and see that he came and he was there and Christ came just for him. Just like he still comes just for you so that you would know that you're not condemned but that you have peace through his wounds, through his blood shed for you. <clears throat> that he comes not chastising you for your sin, like he could have done with the, the, the disciples that were gathered. <clears throat> he could have come and he could have said, shame on you. How dare you abandon me when I needed you the most? Why weren't you there? Why did you abandon me? But he doesn't. He comes and he says, peace to you. He shows you his hands and his side, and he says, this is the cost of peace that I was glad to pay, and now I am glad to tell you this peace is yours today and forever. So when we gather together, 
on this day, we need to be we need to be reminded of God's peace, not just for us that are gathered here, but for those out there who are not here. Those out there that we sometimes pass up and we just say, well, we'll just leave them alone. I don't want to bother them with haranguing them to come to church, right? Although you could simply just say, you know what? Come to church because that is where Christ promises to be. We have seen the Lord in his word. We have seen the Lord in his sacraments. He comes every Sunday and he gives us his body and his blood to eat and to drink. He comes and he tells us, peace to you. He comes and he gives that to us. And he gives that to you. So that you would know that he is no longer, that that he's not angry that you haven't been faithful in attendance every single Sunday, but that he's glad that you're there when you're there. That he's glad to give you the good gifts. That he's glad to speak his word to make you alive. To turn you from the dry bones that you are by yourself, by yourself in your sin and death. And he breathes life into you. And he tells you that you now live and you are a child of God. Sadly, there are people out there who don't really want to hear these things. And that might be part of the reason why they're not here. Yet all the more, we should be the ones out there saying, we see the Lord. God comes to us. God descends. Christ comes down and he feeds us with his word and with his body and his blood. We need each other. We need each other desperately. You know, when it comes to the gathering of church and those who have gone out of the habit of gathering regularly, we forget that to be in each other's presence is important. And I think how quickly we forget after COVID when we weren't able to be in each other's presence for a lot of times. But now that we are, how much more should we grasp onto that opportunity? How much more should we gather and, and give thanks and praise to God for the opportunity? How much more should we reach out to people and simply just be there for them, to show God's love to them? So as we go on from here, as ones who are born of God, who have overcome this world by the blood of Christ, who trust in him because his word is true, as ones who go forward and say, Christ is risen. Hallelujah. As we go forward from here, let us carry this, this, this testimony that we have seen God. He comes to us. He bathes us clean of our sin. He feeds us his body and his blood. He wants nothing for you but peace.
And sometimes we have to tell people <clears throat> who don't want to believe it like Thomas, sometimes we have to be maybe a little strict or a little harsh <clears throat> and say, it's not good for you to miss. It's not good for you to gather. It's not good to think you can go it alone. It's not good to think that you can just kind of slip by. But it is good to gather. It is good to hear God's word. It is good to be fed with his word, to be, to be nourished, to be strengthened, to be joyful because of those things. It is good. And as we go on from here as well, keep in mind that as we go through this church service, this divine service where God comes to feed us, to serve us himself, throughout this time, what is repeatedly said to you is peace. Peace be with you. And one thing that I think that we don't think about often when we gather so regularly is that in the body and blood of Christ, once the words of Christ are said, and then I hold up the host and the chalice, what do I say? The peace of the Lord be with you always. And you say, Amen. Amen. Keep these things in mind. God's peace is there for you, that you can taste and see that the Lord is good. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.